the school is out. Which means it's time for Hi Kids. Good afternoon and welcome to the Hi Kids show. My name is Renal Silverstone and I'm 11 years old. This is Hi Kids for Kids by Kids. So today on the Hi Kids show, I'll be speaking to Tammy Hudskis. And she is an archaeologist and the curator at the Witz Origin Center. What is an archaeologist and a curator? Listen, kids, don't go away. We have a very interesting show. Here are the details if you have any questions for my guest, Tammy, or if you want to say hi to your friends and family. The SMS number is 34519 and is charged at 1 Rand 50 cents. You can send me a WhatsApp on 061-895-1019. And please, don't forget to sign your name. You can also call us on 010-140-3020. Please, kids, call us, call us, call us. Get ready for a very exciting show on Hi Kids Today. You're listening to Hi Kids on 101.9 Hi FM. I'm Renal Silverson, I'm 11 years old, and thank you for tuning in to 101.9 High FM. This is High Kids for Kids by Kids. I have Tammy in studio with me, so send your questions to 34519 or WhatsApp to 061-895-1019. Good afternoon, Tammy, how are you? Hi, thank you for having me, I'm great. That's wonderful, how was your day? It was good. Oh, that's excellent. <laughs> What is Wits Origin Center? So we are a museum, um, and as well as an, a bit of an art gallery, and we, we celebrate the, the history and the heritage in South Africa, so starting with the other origins of art. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's a wonderful space that shows a whole lot of the, the San or Bushman rock art, oh, that's um, really and then cool. the origins of art from the Middle Stone Age, so <laughs> 100,000 years Even ago. Even from the Ice Age? Well, yeah, the Ice Age would be part of that, but all for in, in Africa. In South oh, Africa. Wow. What do you do at, at the Witz Origin Center? So I'm the curator, so I look after the collections, I bring in temporary exhibitions if some people have some artworks to show or something or research to show, and I help organize kids' fun activity days and public lectures, so researchers that have maybe done some awesome research somewhere, we help them uh, present it to the public. Oh, wow. What is a curator? So a curator is someone who looks after collections in a museum and makes sure that they're preserved and so that uh. in the future they'll still be there for people to look at. Uh. What do you do when it's Kids Act Fun Day? <laughs> so we have a whole lot of activities. we usually based on archaeology or paleontology, so dinosaurs or ancient treasures. We have excavation pits that people can come and, and dig in and find treasures. We do beading and weaving Sometimes, so on Saturday we have an activity day all on dinosaurs and you'll look for dinosaur eggs. We have treasure hunts. That's Lots really of fun cool. things. What is archaeology and paleontology? Paleontology. Oh, sorry, <laughs> I'm very long, bad at pronunciation. Yeah, they're horrible long words. So yeah. archaeology is the study of the human past. So you get oh, historical wow. archaeology as well, where you have texts that you can read. Um, but then you basically archaeologists oh. dig in the ground to find how people used to live. So we find evidence of stone tools or bones, knowing, so we know what animals they used to eat. Have you found gold before? I haven't found gold. Uh. Nah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be able to to keep it anyway. So all the things that you do find will go back to the university that you're at or to a museum so oh, that yeah. they can be preserved sense, yeah. there. Yeah. 
And paleontology. And paleontology, <laughs> that's the, the study of fossils and dinosaurs. Oh, wow. So plant fossils, um, snails, seas, fish, you know, a whole lot of things. So like at the museum, you can like see all those things? Yeah, as well. Oh, so wow. we have a, a fossil gallery that's, that's, that's awesome. in the building. <laughs> yeah. so, and you can touch the real fossils as well, which is great. So are the fossils like from, like you actually found them and like you put them there? Like some of them, not all of them, yeah, but like some uh, of them. They're real fossils, all from from Africa, and oh, mostly wow. South Africa. There's amazing dinosaurs in South Africa as well. They've just uh, announced there's something called the Highland Highland Giant, which is the the biggest dinosaur, known dinosaur of the early Jurassic period, and it's found right here in South Africa. And so That's it's called uh, the Mafube. Uh, they found some of the bones. So they know from those bones how big the dinosaur was and how it walked. Whoa. And so that's research that's being done wow. at Glitz. When was the museum established? So we opened our doors in 2006. Oh. Yeah. So. It's a long time ago. Wow. Well it done. Is, yeah, but there's some museums in, in South Africa, at least, that have been running for much longer <laughs> as well. But it's a lovely space, and we do try to change things as well so that it's, it's also current. Whoa. Yeah. People here. Yeah. Why did you choose to become, well, you choose archaeology to well, become a. I, th- I think I always, I was always interested in history. I always thought it was fascinating to know what happened and digging in the ground as well is fun. <laughs> and, um, and then when I went to university, I started studying it and I just really enjoyed it. And I like getting out into the field and spending time out in the in the open and discovering something that nobody's maybe nobody's discovered before or nobody knows. It was very exciting. Oh wow! I heard like some archaeologists like they go and see and they find cool like fish things and ships and all the yeah. ships. So you get under uh, no, I, that's underwater archaeology. Oh. I don't. I, I think I, I'm, I don't even want to scuba dive. <laughs> <laughs> get motion sickness, and, uh, but uh, but you can do underwater archaeology in, in South oh, Africa as well. There's some amazing stuff being done, um, but most archaeology is is digging in land. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Is it hard to be an archaeologist? Um, it, it isn't. I think you, you need to be patient and you need to have a whole lot of patience. You do excavate and that can take ages and you might not find anything. Um, and you spend a lot of time in the lab looking at the things that you found. Um, so you do need to be patient. And there's different parts of archaeology. So you could do the geology or the science side or the more art side if you want to study rock art. So there's a mix yeah, of cool. things to do. So like it's all different subjects. Yeah. Combined. It, it, it varies, yeah. <laughs> Is archaeology your hobby or your job? It's my job. That's um, as a curator and uh, of this museum, especially. It's important to have archaeology. I know that. But, but I you, love it. Oh, okay. yeah. so you do like to do. <laughs> yeah, I do. What is the most interesting item you have discovered in archaeology? Hmm. I, I excavated at a site in Limpopo that uh, where I found a, a beautiful ivory bracelet. That was really cool, and a little Wait, sheep ivory? figurine, ivory, like the, the tusk of a, an elephant. So um, it that's was beautiful, that's yeah. So cool. Under the the base of a, a grain bin, so it might have been Whoa. this little storage space that somebody somebody had kept it there. Yeah. Um, but then I think a lot of things that archaeologists find might not seem exciting at first, but it's something really important to that time. So if it's really old and it's maybe the oldest thing that you found, um, like, of, then, then you know, yeah, it might look like nothing, but, <laughs> but it's probably yeah, something cool. Yeah. Have you ever discovered a cave? 
No, not um, I've, most of the sites in the period that I excavate in, which is the Middle Stone Age, um, they're all in, in, in rock shelters and caves. So, but, I've, so like I've, you I've kind of, yeah, you have. <laughs> yeah, but I haven't discovered one myself, not uh, yet. I'm sure there's still many more to be discovered in South Africa. Definitely. When you make a discovery, how do you extract the item, for example, like a bone or a rock, without damaging it? So you have to be very careful. In, in a lot of archaeological sites, you're digging through sand. So you usually use brushes and trowels, to little tools um, and little metal tools. And you slowly excavate, you remove the layers, you look at if there's any change in the colors of the sand, and you know maybe it's a different time period. And then you slowly brush around each of the artifacts and then remove it. Record where it is first <laughs> and then remove it. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. What is the most famous item you have ever discovered? Oh, no, <laughs> not really much. I found some um, really nice uh, a perforated shell bead that was about 70,000 years old, so a bead that had a hole in it um, at a site called Sabudu in Kuzumimoto. So that was really so, cool. Yeah. Um, and then something called ochre, which is like the, the oldest pigment that was used around the world, and it's this red pigment, and some of them have engravings on them. So it's some of the world's oldest art are these engraved pieces of ochre. What is pigment? Pigment is just something that gives something color. So these stones are soft stones that if you rub them against another stone, it makes like a red or a yellow powder. And so you find that first in the Middle Stone Age, you find people suddenly using this pigment, and we don't know what for. Maybe they were covering themselves, or maybe they were using it because it's full of iron. Trying to tan themselves. <laughs> it actually is used as a sunscreen even today. Oh. So oh, they might okay. have been <laughs> making it to protect their skin. Possibly. What was your most exciting discovery? Um, I think I was very excited. It was my, maybe my, when I was in second year and I found a, a sheep figurine made out of clay. And it was, it was really exciting because we had just been finding, digging through an ash pit and we'd just been finding lots of pottery, beautiful pottery, but it was suddenly found a, a sheep figurine. And my professor wasn't very excited. <laughs> but I was very excited. So I would also cool. be very excited. Yeah. <laughs> how do you know how old the item is? And how, how do you find out the size of the item, what it was? And mm. So as you excavate down, so the layers at the top are the younger layers, and as you go down, the layers get older and older unless you, we know if they've been dug out and, um, and so you know that the, layer, the things that are found higher up are younger and then the things that are found, found lower down are older but now there's a lot of dating methods so using certain chemi uh, chemicals uh, like quartz crystals or things in the soil or if you have organic things like carbon uh, you can date them using a whole lot of different scientific methods Oh. So it is actually not too hard to find. Like it can be, I'm guessing. To be. find the dates, yeah. And then also you can know by the type of stone tools, or by the type of thing that you're finding, even the, the decorations on the pottery or the types of stone tools, you'll know what uh, roughly what period it is. If it's 10,000 oh. years old or 5,000 years old or 50,000 years old, you can know from those artifacts roughly. Oh, yeah. Does technology help you with... Archaeology. Yes, a lot. I think especially in the, in the last 10 years, you have things that can, um, machines that can map sites, so you don't have to do it all yourself and slowly draw it out and measure it, and you have a lot of really nice equipment that can help you to map out a site, um, that can help you see all the different levels, that can help with dating, um, so that, that make excavating a lot more accurate and a lot more simple. So it definitely helps. Mm. 
If we didn't have technology, how would archaeologists find out the dates? Um, that's a good point. I think, <laughs> in the, you know, in the past, there was a lot of, um, you'd know the, the relative ages. I think now if technology had to be removed now, we'd be able to get rough ages because we know from previous dating uh, but um, in the past they would they, they've had to slowly kind of guess um, and then once the in technology was introduced and we could date it then they were able to get much more accurate dates but you'd look uh, at how deep in the ground uh, roughly yeah and what kind of things you're finding uh, is it possible to do archaeology in space like the moon or something I'm sure it will be. Perhaps <laughs> when more people are going to the moon at the moment, there is more, more scientists going up to see what's there and seeing the. It'd be really cool to go to the there. moon. But I'm sure at some point there will be archaeologists going there. Yeah. Wow. Can your job be dangerous? It can be. When when I've excavated before, also in, L- in Limpopo, there there were elephants right nearby, so we had game rangers with us, and you just hear the elephants trumpeting, and you wonder <laughs> if they're going to run through and trample you. Um, but and sometimes you're climbing up rock faces to get to a a, a cave or a rock shelter. Oh, I love so, ju- just like so. even if it's dangerous, I still <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but fun. it's, it's awesome. It is. You're exploring and discovering a, a new space. Yeah. So. Let's take a quick song break, and we'll be right back. You're listening to High Kids on 101.9 High FM. This is High Kids for Kids by Kids. My name is Renelle Silverston and I am 11 years old. Let's carry on with the in- questions with Tammy. Have you ever found God? Oh, sorry, I've already asked that. Uh, getting a heads up, you know. <laughs> do you only specialize in rock art or do you search for other items? Uh, I mean, items, sorry. Just like... Getting Focusing. items and artifacts confused. Yeah, <laughs> and archaeology, thing. like, <laughs> all together combined, it's autumns. <laughs> so it's actually a good word, autumns. But uh, <laughs> at Origin Center, we, so we have a lot of, of rock arts, and so we deal mostly with rock arts and art. Um, but my own research is, is dealing, um, in archaeology, dealing with with a whole lot of other things. So looking at how like ochre was used, um, looking at different types of stone tools and what kind of glue they made. So archaeologists all specialize in different things. Um, but at Origins, so we just deal with the, the history of art and what amazing things you find in South Africa. So you have you you sometimes do like do other things when you. Yeah, and and because we in a in a museum space as well, we deal with a whole lot of different topics as well. And sometimes we have people coming in and visiting us, and looking at uh, wanting to do different things or have different temporary exhibitions that focus on different things. Uh, I see. Who influenced you the most to become an archaeologist? It would have to be my supervisor. So she oh, helped wow. me. So I, I started studying archaeology, and then she gave me a really awesome project for my postgraduate studies. Um, and then she was just she, she just helped me through it. She gave me a lot of guidance and what to do. And whenever I felt down about something or felt I wasn't able to do it, she gave me a lot of support. So that's Lynn Wadley, and so she helped me a lot. Say her. Mm. Congratulations to your supervisor. <laughs> yeah, she's awesome. <laughs> What do you have to study to become an archaeology? Hopefully not math. <laughs> no, well, luckily not, actually. Oh, I, wow. I was, uh, my, my maths wasn't very strong, <laughs> at a high school at least. But you do science is very useful, especially if you're wanting to go into so geology, you, like, so chemistry. Is it like chemistry? Do you 
and science do you actually use proper chemicals uh yes so you can oh, look wow. at so maybe what you need to know what something is made out of so if you're looking at maybe a paint or a kind of pottery and you'd need to know how to analyze it you need a lot of chemical chemistry knowledge how to do that um but you can you do different things so also anthropology you don't really study that at school but looking at how people are and what people do so that's an important part of archaeology finding out the the prehistory of of people so um it's not only about the science it's also about biology and geography too oh wow so is there like different places if since you work in a museum and like you're the curator does that is there like lower places you can be or higher or is like is that like positions, job yeah, positions. Position, position. So it, it depends on the size of the organization, how many people they have there. So you sometimes will have interns uh, that are helping, that are learning what to do. You'll have people that just volunteer. They just love working at museums and they come in, you know, for a few hours I'll a day. Volunteer. Awesome, you're welcome to. <laughs> um, and then you have at different museums, if they're bigger museums, you'll have different curators for different things. So maybe the curators to look after the, the dinosaur collections and then the curators to look after the rock art collections. Mm. So so you, get, you do get different levels. But at Origin Centre, oh, we are yeah. quite a small museum and quite a small staff. So I'm the only curator there. Um, oh, but see. have a wonderful staff that help with everything else. <laughs> <laughs> when you're a curator, do, like with the bones, like I'm, in one of the museums I've been to in well, on a holiday, um, there were writings of um, the way... Like there were writings of like the dinosaur names and everything and all the details. Does the curator make those writings or someone else does or an or do you just inspect whoever else did it? It's like a supervisor. So it's mostly the researchers. So you'll have a researcher that's maybe studying like this this dinosaur that's just been found. Um, they'll study that, that and they'll name it and they do all of that. The curator is just doing the museum display. So making sure the, the fossils are kept, kept safe and then getting the, taking the name that they've decided to call it, like Homo Naledi. If you've heard of Homo Naledi that was found in the cradle, that was uh, the, the team that was researching researching it named it and uh, based on what kind of species it is and all those kind of things oh. and then we just we just put the in the museum the labeling and oh. the information about the object when did you first become interested in archaeology i think i always enjoyed it i i, I always i just always loved history and i always loved digging in the ground very good at her then <laughs> but it was only really when I went to university that I when I studied Decided it that I actually, actually was this is what I want to do yeah. oh wow if you had not become an archaeologist because you didn't want to of course what would you have been I don't know. <laughs> I think I was just very lucky that I found it. I think I'd be, I'd probably be working with people. I mean, maybe oh, even yeah, yeah. Um, sense, a teacher yeah. or an occupational therapist or something like that. You look I like a very good business lady. So, oh, really? Wow. <laughs> Thank you. I think uh, you'd be very good as a teacher or cool. therapist, definitely. Cool. Thank <laughs> you. Yeah, no, I, I enjoy working with people. And so I think yeah. this is a great job because I'm constantly dealing with people and all these uh, awesome yeah. people that yeah. kind of have these great and you ideas. Meet new people. Every All day, yeah, that's good. Are you working on any project now? If so, what are you working on? 
Um, and it's just within, <laughs> yeah, within the museum, uh, my big thing is, is trying to get kids activity days. And so oh, to oh, just okay. find ways to help bring the past alive for, for children, that you can touch fossils and you can experiment with making ancient paint and you can just have a little bit of fun. Um, but with, with my own research, I'm hoping to go to a conference in America in oh, April. Wow. Um, and that's a project looking at how we identify, like in the past, how people um, decorated themselves as a oh, part wow. of like identifying themselves. Oh, that's really cool. So that'll that'll be cool. Hopefully, I can go in April. Oh wow! Yeah. Are you going to stay there? Are you going to come back? No, just stay. Go just go for a conference a little bit and come back. Oh. Yeah. So, how do you entertain the kids if like if is if it's the same or do you get different activities every single week? So we change activities every month. Um, and so we do different things. So um, we have the excavation, but you'll maybe be excavation, excavating an Iron Age site. So you'll find lots of iron objects and some pottery and, th- and beads or excavating a Stone Age site. And then you can uh, find stone tools and bones and things. Or we do stone tool napping, so learning how to make your own stone tools. Um, and so we have different focuses. Uh, so we did one on cognition and brains, so looking at different brains between different animals and what the brain is like. Um, and, yeah, just so t- we try to every month change it so that mm. it's it's exciting for us as well to do, but also <laughs> mainly for the for, for kids uh, that they can learn about different things. Uh, from what ages can the kids come? We have a range of activities, so we have some for Really, like two-year-olds that can come and just color in or scribble over dinosaurs or play with Play-Doh and um, play in the sand and find things in the sand. Um, And then going all the way up. um, So we have some some activities that are are for teenagers as well and really nice activities on um, the evolution of the brain or different things that we can do, some talks that are aimed at at high school kids as well. So kind of a we try to have a mix of activities each each time. Oh, wow. So, like, you have different sections. Literally, the kids are, like, kind of put in different places. That's all. Like, they'll kind of find it, you know, so they'll try this and they go, mm, okay, that takes me five minutes. Let me move on to the next one. <laughs> they'll start at the baby one. And then <laughs> yeah. you're like, oh, no, I'm good with Kelly. Yeah, and some people oh, so just like love it. So, like, you can just keep moving. Mm. Even if, like, if someone is 15... Um, would they be actually be allowed to in the two-year-old section? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Even adults, you know, some of the things we do, it's actually really, it's like calming. So you can come in yeah, and do the yeah. kids' activities. It's actually fun to do. I, I enjoy would go it, to the baby one and just find <laughs> <Yeah>. the sand. <laughs> yeah. I love sand. <laughs> yeah. So, it's fun to be with sand. It is, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> if you could make your dream project, what would it be? Sure. That's a, a tricky question. I, I think, I think it would just be ways to, to explore the, the past more in South Africa, especially, I think, to get ways to, to engage with, with the public. Now my job is, you know, bring the mix of researchers and the public together and, and trying to find a way that it makes sense to everyone and that people can appreciate it. Wow. Do you think the past will still be important in the future? I'd have to say yes. Oh, <laughs> I think wow. it always will be. I often yeah. have people saying, you know, when you, they say, I wonder what people will think when they're looking at now, you know, in a few thousand years time when they're excavating our life now and what we'll find and they'll find lots of plastic or, you know, what, what will we find? And 
I just think it's we we can learn so much about what's happened in the past, about what we shouldn't be doing now, or what we should do, or what worked in the past and doesn't work now. So I think it's a very it's a really good way to learn about ourselves. Mm. Can archaeologists go into the seas and they'll what if they find like plastic? And would they like take it and inspect it and see how long it's been there, or would you just leave it and just take it to the bin? Um, what would uh, you do? It would depend how old. So I mean, um, you would some of the plastic, just the shape of the bottle, you know, and some of that you would have some codes underneath, and you'd be able to know how old it was. Um, if you find bottles as well, you can know from the shape of the bottle, a glass bottle, that it was even now that you know you might know. Okay, that was made in 1850, so you know <laughs> that that was you know 150 or so years old. Would you take um, the bottle? Would you put it in the museum, or would you just throw them away? I, I suppose it depends how old it is. Maybe if it was oh, yeah. you know so from a certain period, then you'd know that it's that it's important and you keep it. Um, but if uh, otherwise it is just rubbish and then you throw it away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> True. Yeah, if it's if it is just plastic lying around and yeah. throw it away. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. What do you think is the most important discovery archaeologists have ever made? Sure, there's there's a lot. <laughs> there's a lot of amazing things. I mean, I think Egypt and the Aztecs and there's so much, but I think in, in South Africa um, you have the, the the discoveries in the, the Middle Stone Age, I think, is really important that we find out when, when humans were modern, they were thinking the same way as us 80,000 years ago. Um, and I think that's that's a really big discovery and, and wonderful as well for South Africa that it's nearly all of the evidence is in South Africa. All right. If you could start all over again, what would you do or what what would you change like in your archaeology. In archaeology. Um, I think I might change some of the subjects that I did. You know, when I, uh, maybe I would have worked a little bit harder on maths because it could have, <laughs> could have come in handy. <laughs> Statistics. Um, but I think, I think, you know, I wouldn't really, I wouldn't actually change much. But some of the things that I maybe study, some of the subjects I chose, I would have chosen a bit differently. But I could always do them now, you know. So even though there might be things I could have done differently, I think I could, I could still change them now. Yeah. Or do, do still study yeah. them now. Or, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you do any archaeology in South Africa or do you explore other lands? If yes, where and why? And have you like ever gone to other countries just to go to a specific place to get to you? Yeah. So all of my research has been in South Africa and, but I've gone for, for conferences and things and then you go on excursions to these other sites. So I've been to, um, Senegal and I've been to Canada and I've been to, uh, I can't even think, but in uh, France and, and all these places I'll, I'll definitely go to certain sites that are there. Like there's amazing painted caves yeah. in France and I had to go visit those. And, <laughs> and yeah, there's, there, there are so many amazing archaeological sites around the world that maybe one day I'll get to work on them. <laughs> what are some of the biggest challenges you have ever faced as an archaeologist? <laughs> Sometimes there's a worry about jobs. There aren't a huge amount of jobs, um, but there's a lot of versatility. So you can go into, you can go into different kinds of jobs with it. Um, 
But I suppose maybe going on a, in a dig where that we didn't have running water and then you're covered in sand and you're really dirty and you're hot and sweaty and you've been out in the sun the whole day and eating dry peanut butter sandwiches <laughs> and the water is hot and tastes horrible. And then you don't have running water when you get home. And oh, so you no. just, oh. so, so oh, <laughs> but, but looking terrible. back, I, I really enjoyed it, you know, cause you get to bond with the people that you're with you all in the same situation and, <laughs> and you're still discovering <laughs> awesome at things. Least. So, yeah. At least. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What do you like doing in your free time? Do you even discover more things? Well, I have two young kids, and so they take up a lot of, of my time. I do lots of things with them and kind of exploring the world through their eyes as well. Um, but I like music and dancing. I like to read. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, I like running. I like, yeah, lots of things. <laughs> Being outdoors. Wow. How do archaeologists know to tell from how... Oh, sorry, I already asked. Oh, my gosh. I'm going all the way out of the world. <laughs> Can anyone go and dig, or do you need permission for it? You do need permission. So there's a, an organization called the South African Heritage Resources Agency, and you do need to get permission from them. Um, but you can dig in your own garden. A lot of people come and find, they, they've found something in their garden, and they ask me, you know, what is this? Yeah. Um, but we always suggest if it, if it is something to either leave it in that space or to, you know, to show an archaeologist or take it to a museum. Um, yeah. but, but if you're going to properly excavate, you do need permission. Oh. If someone um, were to go like to a cave mm-hmm. and they just started finding things and digging, is that allowed or is it illegal? Well, as long as you leave the things there. I think often, you know, people will kind of look around and they go, oh, it's a stone tool. And they found it because you often do just find them lying around. And uh, the main thing is to leave it there because people might come excavate in the future and then they need to find it. So, yeah, true. Yeah. What happens if they will take it? Well, then hopefully they'll let a museum know about it and they know exactly where they found it. If they, and then they can let someone at a museum, like let the curator know, this is where I found it and this is, this is the cave and, and this is the object. And then they take it. Yeah. Oh, and then, oh, so, so if you let someone that's doing the research know about it, I think that's important. Uh, so it doesn't really, it does matter if you do get, if you don't get permission, but like it's okay because. If you're just taking one object, Rather don't. I mean, it's rather rather leave it as it is, and maybe just let someone at a museum know about the site, rather than taking an object with you. Take photos. You can keep it as photos. Yeah, because you don't know it might be something really important, Mm, and you're removing it from where it was. What can our listeners learn from archaeology? Um, so I think that the main thing is is learning about about the past and learning about the amazing past that we have in South Africa that that a lot of people don't know about that you know we don't study at school a lot of it um, and it isn't in the history books and and it's an amazing heritage and yeah archaeology is a wonderful thing okay? <laughs> and a wonderful thing to do <laughs> yeah how can people contact you? So uh, I don't mind people phoning me or sending me emails. You can contact the Origin Center and they can give you my details. But actually, should I give my email address? Or no, you have can it up. Can you find them on Google? Can you find yourself on Google? Yes, you should the be able to. It's David. Tammy Hodgkiss or Tammy Reynard, either one you'll find. But it's the curator at Origin Center. How can schools organize to come to the museum? 
Cool. So we have we have bookings. So you can contact Origin Center. You can find our details on our web page, which is fits.ac.za forward slash slash origins. And uh, we have school bookings. You get a discount for school bookings, and you can get a guided tour around the museum, and you can get a free ochre workshop as well, which is great. You learn how to make paint from stones, and you can do your own painting and get your hands dirty, which is lots of fun. Yeah, that's definitely a lot yeah. of fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, we have another question, like the other, the last one was also a question. Unfortunately, it's not signed. Please don't forget, guys, not to sign. Su- it says, please sign your name when you send a message. But it's the question is, what is your hobby? My hobby. Hmm. If I had one hobby, what would it be? Um, I suppose my hobby would be just interacting with people. I really enjoy meeting new people and finding out about people and learning from people. So that that was what it would be, I think. <laughs> this has been Hi Kids for Kids by Kids. My name's Renal and I'm 11 years old. Thank you so much to my guest, Tammy Hodgkiss. I'm still getting bad pronunciation, but I That's think nice. I got that one. <laughs> for coming on Hi Kids and thank you to my producer Mandy and DJ Flo for pushing the big red buttons. Join us tomorrow for another Hi Kids show only on 101.9 Hi FM. Goodbye kids!